Welcome to Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. I'm your host, John Lovering. On this track, I'm going to premiere the first show of a comedy series known as Meet Me at Parkies. The series starred Harry Einstein, who was known professionally as Harry Park, and other pseudonyms, most commonly Pagiacaris, was an American comedian, writer, and character actor. He was a specialist in Greek dialect comedy, and he became famous as the Greek chef Nick Pakiakaris on the Eddie Cantor and Al Jolson radio shows, and later on, a program of his own. He appeared in 11 films as Pakiakaris, or a close variant, from 1936 to 1945. Now, as a result of his popularity on the Eddie Cantor program, Einstein began a radio show of his own in 1945, called Meet Me at Parkies, featuring the same character, Greek restaurant owner Nick Pakiakaris. It ran for two seasons on NBC before moving to the mutual broadcasting system in 1947 for a third and final season. Einstein wrote most of the program scripts himself. The program featured Sheldon Leonard, Elliot Lewis, and Betty Rhodes. They were part of the cast, with Rhodes being the female singer as well as doing some supporting work. The scripts are mostly written by Einstein. The show opens with a couple of short sketches of people getting angry, and the announcer, Bob Williams, would tell them not to get irritated, light up an old gold cigarette, and meet me at Parkies. Well, obviously, old gold cigarettes was the sponsor of the show. Pakiakaris would then do a short monologue. Singer Betty Rhodes would show up and try to help him with this week's particular problem, and to calm him down, Betty would sing a song with the band led by Opie Cates with his hillbilly drawl. And by the way, Cates also played a role in the story of the week. Einstein had a long history of heart disease, which eventually limited his mobility and stamina, and after his radio show was canceled in 1947, his appearances were largely confined to things like the Friars Club roasts. He suffered a fatal heart attack in 1958 at the age of 54, during a roast in honor of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. After Einstein delivered his monologue, MC Art Linkletter remarked, Every time he finishes, I ask myself, why isn't he on the air in prime time? Einstein turned to his friend Milton Berle, who was seated next to him on the dais, and he said, yeah, how come? And then he slumped into Milton Berle's lap, Burl shouted out, is there a doctor in the house, which initially was thought to be a humorous ad-lib. The event was a charity benefit for local hospitals, and several physicians were in attendance. But the gravity of the situation quickly became clear. Einstein was carried backstage, where five physicians worked to revive him. One surgeon used his penknife to make an incision for an open-heart massage. Another used the ends of an electric cord as a makeshift defibrillator. With the remaining comedians on the bill reluctant to continue under the circumstances, Linkletter asked Tony Martin to sing a song. Martin's unfortunate choice was, There's No Tomorrow. Ball then came to the microphone, Lucille Ball, and managed only I Can Say Nothing through tears. Arnez, Desi Arnez, the closing speaker, said, This is one of those moments that Lucy and I have waited a lifetime for, but it is now meaningless. They say the show must go on, but why must it? Let's close the show now by praying for this wonderful man backstage who has made a world laugh. 
Despite two hours of continuous resuscitation attempts by the physician, volunteers, and a rescue squad, Harry Einstein was pronounced dead at 1.20 a.m. The news of his death was the Los Angeles Times front page headline the following morning. Einstein's funeral service was attended by 300 mourners, and after a eulogy by George Jessel, Einstein was buried in the Home of Peace Mausoleum in Los Angeles. There is a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for Harry Einstein, but it is in the name of Pacquiacaris. Well, on this track, you're going to hear a rebroadcast of the NBC Radio Network premiere show of Meet Me at Parkies from June 17, 1945, and it is entitled The New Landlady. This is Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. My name is John Lovering. Thank you for listening. It's much appreciated. California, the makers of old gold cigarettes, bring you Meet Me at Parkies. Some family I've got, I wait all year for Father's Day. Look at the presents you give me. A raccoon coat, a pair of earlaps, an umbrella, and a pair of overshoes. But Father, don't forget, you're in California. But even so, I can't use the earlaps. There, 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 Pop, don't blow your top. Why be irritated? Light an old gold and meet me at Parkies. Henry Brown is dean of this college. On this, your graduation day, I'm happy to announce that you have been chosen the man most likely to succeed. This makes me very happy, Dean. Happy? This makes the 27th consecutive year I've been wrong. Now, there, there, Dean. Why be irritated? Light an old gold and meet me at Parkies. Yes, everybody meets at Parkies, so come along to Parkies Restaurant and say hello to David Street, Betty Rhodes, Opie Cates and his orchestra, and our genial host, Park Your Carcass. <laughs> Ah, oh, me. <clears throat> what a day this was. I'm got to do everything around this restaurant. The dishwashers don't show up. The chef is sick. I told him not to eat here. <laughs> the laundry is done, come back, and even Betty, my cashier, should have been here two hours ago. Now, top everything else, I'm got to type up this menu myself, too. Yeah, might as well get going. Let's see, the first thing I got is uh, roast beef. Roast is R U S T. <laughs> beef is B I F. <laughs> Don't look right. I think it needs a hydrant in between. <laughs> that looks better. Now for dessert, uh, I think I make a colonial pudding. How do you spell colonial? It's a long word, colonial. I better break them up in small syllables. <laughs> Co, that's uh, C-O. Lone is L-O-A-N. Now I got cologne. <laughs> Smells good. <laughs> Knee, that's K-N-E-E. Now I got colonial. <laughs> and yield is E-E-L. I got it. C-O-L-O-A-N-K-N-E-E-E-E-E-L. <laughs> Think I left out an E. 
Gee, that's a long word, Colonial. Ah, the papers don't be wide enough for Colonial Pudding. I'll make a pie. Hello, Barky. I see you've taken my job. Look, I'm, I'm awfully sorry I'm late. I bet it all is the first time that you came in late this year. Now, if it happens again, it'll be the second time. <laughs> you know, you're not paying no attention to your job. All you do all day long is dream about that David Street. <laughs> Go on, I do not. Come on, let me get at that typewriter. I'll get the menu done in a jiffy. But he is cute, isn't he, Parker? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's go. What's the first item? First item you put down is the 35 cents businessman's lunch. 35 cents? What can you give the businessman for 35 cents? We'll give him the business. <laughs> oh, Parky, you're always joking. Come on, give me the rest of the menu and give it to me fast because I've got a lot to do. I'll give it to you fast. You ready? Ready. Okay, we're going to have sea lime steak and tender lime steak, good piece lamb chop, red big pork chop, nice fried onions, fresh beans, scallions, french fried potatoes, lettuce and tomatoes, shrimp beans, baked beans, hot beans too, good cooked out chicken stew, mickerel, pickerel, headache, tripe, lobster, oyster, shrimp, a pike, hot pike, cold pike, soft pike, mud pie, eagleberry, bloomberry, stoneberry, good, good, chicken, good, 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 mustard, good, ketchup, chili, salt and pepper, and pickle lily. <laughs> Forty-five cents. Oh, Barky, not that fast. I'll never get all those dishes done on this menu. Oh, what dishes? All you got to do is put down uh, one dish. One dish? Yeah, hash. <laughs> but if I put down one dish, the customers won't have a choice. They'll have a choice. They can either take it or leave it. Gee, Parky, you know, I wish I could take it or leave it. You mean hash? No, I mean love. The same thing. How can you say that? How can you say that hash is the same as love? Well, sure it is. Look, you're a warm dish and you made a cold potato. <laughs> He's got plenty of lettuce, so you had a couple of dates. He thinks you're a peach. So love starts to boil. You're planning to live on his salary. <laughs> then you find him with another tomato. You start to stew. He goes out and gets fried, and your heart is chopped up into itsy-bitsy pieces. And sister, if that ain't hash, I never heard of it. <laughs> But, Parky, David is different. Ah, different. I don't know what you see in that David Street. What has he got? All right, he's handsome. He got big shoulders. He's young. He's healthy. He got social position, and he got a lot of money. Say, that is something, isn't it? Yes, but David won't even look at me. You know, Parky, I'm afraid I'll never get a man. No, but you were able to get 21 men for me, that Opie Cates and his orchestra. For three months, they're here now, and all they do is eat and don't pay. All day long, put it on the cuff, put it on the cuff. Got so many figures there now, I got to hire a special bookkeeper just for my cops. Yes, but Parky, they're in a fine attraction for the restaurant. They play beautifully. Those 21 boys play like one man. I wish they would eat like one man. <laughs> Oppie Cates, look at him standing there. Bet he don't weigh 75 pounds, soaking wet. <laughs> First time I ever seen a chest and a backbone with no mister in between. <laughs> Well, I'll admit he does look like an accident going someplace to happen, but he's kind of a sweet little guy. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I feel awfully sorry for him. Look, doesn't he look sad standing there? Sad? He looks unconscious. <laughs> Opie, come here. Well, hello, Betty. Hi, Parky. Hi. Say, you know something? You're all out of bacon. We had to eat ham again today. <laughs> That's a new one. He don't pay any complaints. I never heard of thing like that. Betty, I was just thinking maybe tonight we could have us another date, huh? Oh, you mean you want me to walk down the street to the bakery and smell hot bread again? 
Gee, Opie, we've done that for three nights in a row. I know, but tonight they're putting raisins in it. No, I'm allergic to raisins, Opie. Well, I kind of wanted to talk over a swell new song called I Wish I Knew. If you're not busy, maybe we could run it over with you now. Well, gee, I'd love it. Is it all right with you, Parky? No, what are you asking me for? I'm not the boss. I only own this place. that arrangement you made of the song. What do you think of it, Parky? It's another arrangement I'd like even better. If he would make an arrangement to pay me that $62.48 he owes me for food. You know, I got an restaurant around here. What does he think what I pay the, the milkman with bottle tops? Well, now, there, there, Parky. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. Yeah, I can get... Uh-huh. Oh, Bob Williams. <laughs> Say, you don't know what aggravations I got here. Well, Parky, when little annoyances get you down, light an old gold. You'll always enjoy a grand extra flavor in an old gold. Plus special protection against cigarette dryness. Yeah, protection. That's what I need against that Opie cage. <laughs> well, well, I don't know about Opie, but I do know to help prevent cigarette dryness, old golds are conditioned with a special moisture-protecting agent we call apple honey, made from the juice of fresh apples. In addition, old gold's unique blend of many great tobaccos is enriched with rare imported Latakia tobacco for delightful extra flavor. Extra flavor plus extra protection against cigarette dryness. 
So for a better, keener, tastier smoke, light an old gold. You know, that's a good idea. Give me a carton of old gold, will you, Parky? <laughs> Boy, is that opie a dopey. You know, there's a limit to everything. Why, yes, you know, uh, even the quantity of old golds is limited, and for a good reason. You know, old gold quality is held to full 24-carat standard. No, no, no carrots. You see, all the carrots goes to the army now. You got to take all the carrots. Well, you know, and our armed forces get first call on all cigarettes we make. And yet we're doing our best to assure your share of remaining old golds. So, if you must take substitute brands today, remember, you may have old golds tomorrow. They have them tomorrow, huh? Well, that sounds very reasonable. <laughs> Say, Betty, Betty, uh... Betty, what's the matter? I call you and you don't hear me. Oh, I'm sorry, Parky. I guess I was daydreaming. I know I must have been because this registered letter was left for you two hours ago and I forgot to give it to you. Registered letter? Let me see it. Hmm. Dear Mr. Parky Cockers. Say, the man writes a nice letter, doesn't he? <laughs> in fact, July 1st, it will not be necessary for you to send in the rent for your store as I expect you to promise you a vacation. You'd sign Miss Prudence Rockbottom. Prudence Rockbottom, why, that's your new landlady. She just bought this building last week. Oh, with a lovely woman. Think of it. Don't got to pay no more rent for this time. She expects to promise me a vacation. Well, I can't believe it. Promises you a vacation, yeah. no rent? Well, let me see that letter. There it is right there. You can read it. Expects to promise you a vacation. It says she expects the premises to be vacated. <laughs> no wonder I couldn't read it. She writes too close to the paper. <laughs> You know what this means, Parky? This is an eviction notice. They're throwing you out. Throwing me out? After I'm here 18 years, how can they throw me out? Betty, this is a great shock to me. I am housebroken. <laughs> Parky. Parky, you mean heartbroken. No, no, I mean housebroken. They're treating me like a dog. What's the matter with you, Parky? Your face looks as white as your apron. Even whiter. Poppy, they're throwing me out of the store. They just sent me a conviction notice. <laughs> throwing you out? That's the worst news I've heard in years. I didn't know you were such a friend of mine. Friend? What's that got to do with it? Where am I going to eat? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I got an idea, Parky. Yeah, what is it? Well, look at the signature on that letter. Miss Prudence Rockbottom. Yeah. And the mess is in capital letter. Sounds to me like she's a single woman, and I ain't never heard of no single woman that wasn't looking for a husband. Well, you mean in order to stay in the store, I got to marry her? Well, stores are pretty hard to get today, Parky, and maybe if you went over and talked to no. her... Maybe that's not a bad idea, Volpe's Parky. You should at least go over and have a talk with her. Women have been known to do some awfully strange things if they like a guy a little bit. Yeah, maybe you're right. Well, I got a better idea. Instead of me going, Opie's gonna go. Oh, no, sir, not me, Parky. Look, if you don't go, no more food. No more food? No more food. You know something, Parky? You just made up my mind. <laughs> my brain says, Opie, you're going to get yourself into a mess of trouble. But my stomach says, Opie, you're going to get yourself a mess of vittles. So, Miss Rockbottom, Opie's are coming according. <laughs> well, let me see now. Here's her apartment. Yes? How do you do, sir? Sir? I miss Rockbottom. Oh, pardon me. I was looking at you from an angle. 
I'll open the case. Uh, Parky Carter's got your letter about his restaurant. Oh, are you married? Oh, no. Hey, come into the parlor. <laughs> we'll sit on that chair over there. Well, wouldn't it be better to sit over there on that sofa? You run your business and I'll run mine. <laughs> there now, isn't this nice and comfy? Well, don't you think it'd be better if you sat on my lap? <laughs> oh, you strong, impetuous man. <laughs> well, see, I came over here to talk to you about Parky's restaurant. So oh, see, I'm I've been so eating... happy that I just bought the building that you're in. Otherwise, we might never have met. Oh, it ain't my building. I'm just eating Parky's restaurant. Oh, what difference does it make who you are? You're a man. <laughs> Of course, if we were to become engaged, it would make a difference, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, please don't take me forward, but you really are handsome. Your eyes are like the azure skies reflected in limpid pools. Really? <laughs> What do you know about that? <laughs> oh, it's heavenly. Oh, but let's not talk. Kiss me, kiss me. Oh, you ought to be ashamed of yourself what you said. <laughs> kiss me, I said. Oh, please, Miss Rockbottom, take your hand off my wrist. You're hurting me. <laughs> Sorry, precious. I don't know my own strength. <laughs> you intoxicate me. Let's get married at once. Oh, come on now. I got to get used to you. <laughs> oh, what difference does that make? Just pictures of man and wife. And maybe in a year. Oh, no, no. no. And maybe in a year. Oh, no, not that. <laughs> Well, you got to give me at least two years. I'm young. I must have my freedom. I want to live. Well, at least we can be engaged. All right, so we're engaged, but let's keep it a secret, huh? All right, my darling. But let's go out tonight and celebrate our engagement. You wait here. I'll go now and make up my face. I want my skin to be soft. Do you touch? You know something? I learned a trick over in Parky's restaurants that can make your skin nice and smooth very quickly. Really? How? Oh, it's easy. You just dip your face in a pan of boiling water. Dip my face in boiling water? Will that make my face smooth? Well, it always works on dried prunes. <laughs> I know they got less wrinkles than you got. Case is clarinet and his orchestra play the Sheik of Araby.
hope his romance is working out. Well, he's better work out all right because I just finished baking a wedding cake. Oh, look who's back. Bob Williams, old gold salesman. Come in, Bob. Hello, Parky. Hello, Betty. Mind if I use a telephone? No, go right ahead. You'll find a nickel hanging on a string. <laughs> hey. You know something, Parky? Yeah. Did you ever stop to realize what life would be like without the telephone? Now, there's a mighty useful invention. Oh, sure. Without a telephone, there's no use talking. But no. But, but seriously, Parky, you know, the telephone was invented by Alexander Graham Bell in 1876. 1876? Almost 20 years ago. <laughs> no, 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 Parky, that's almost 70 years ago. Well, and, you know, and even at that time, the Lorillard business was 116 years old. You see, it was founded in 1760. In 1760 it was founded? You know, something I didn't even know it was lost it. <laughs> You know, look, Parky, when I say the Laurel Art business was founded in 1760, I mean that's when it was started. Oh. And that's nearly two centuries of association with the world's choice tobaccos. And this vast experience is reflected in the quality of old gold cigarettes today. Marvelous quality, consistently maintained despite wartime conditions. Oh, you don't got to tell me about old golds, Bob. Oh. You know, all day long, people are asking me for old gold. If I had them, I could sell millions of them, even thousands. As to, as to quantity, Parky, yeah. you know, naturally, that's still limited, for we're still in a fighting war. Uh, yet we're doing our best to assure your share of old golds for home front enjoyment. So, Parky, if your customers must take substitute brands today, remember, you may have old golds tomorrow. Say, Bob, you said that so nicely. Before you go, I'm going to make you a nice southern dish. Gee, that's wonderful. What southern dish? How'd you like to sit down to a nice big bowl of weevil? Oh, <laughs> Parky, hiya, Betty. Well, go ahead, Betty. There's your great David Steed. All day long, all you do is talk about him. David Steed, David Steed, David Steed. That's all I hear. And when he comes in, he can't even say hello. Well, that's not true, Parky. Don't believe him, David. Oh, say, how about the dance Saturday night, Betty? I'd love to go. Well, I'm covering the dance for the paper that night so we can go together. Oh, it'll be a swell affair. Opie's been rehearsing all week for it. Good. Parky, got any items for my column? You hear everything that's going on. Who's getting married? Any blessed events? What do you know that I don't know? What's new? What's new? New York, New Haven, pneumonia, neuritis. <laughs> That's new. Well, if it wasn't for you, none of us could get out of column. You sure get all the dirt, Parky. Nah, I don't know nothing. If you want any news, you'll have to go around and do your own peeking in your own keyholes. Why, Parky, that, that's embarrassing. No, no. The only time it's embarrassing, my boy, is when you peek through a keyhole and see another eye. <laughs> Parky, I'm disappointed. I thought I'd get a big scoop from you today. Well, I tell you what I got for you, Mr. Newspaper Man. I got a new recipe for your household hints column. A recipe, huh? Yes, sir. A little bit out of my line, but I'll be glad to turn it in. Oh, this recipe makes the most beautiful cake what you never tasted in your whole life. Even if you live so long. <laughs> really malicious. Malicious? Positively delirious. This is, <laughs> this is a cake which it is called the Parky Cockers Whipped Cream. Three-layer banana coconut marshmallow maple syrup delight cake. With nuts. That sounds good. How do you make it? Well, first I take 15 eggs. 15 eggs? I pick out three good ones. <laughs> now I take a quart of milk. Homogenized, of course. Homogenized? Say, so, you know you talk with a dialect? <laughs> now you put in three bananas. Even better if you peel them. 
And now comes the part which I am the most crazy, the maple syrup part. You open up a can of maple syrup, you pour in three galops, and then you... Wait a minute, wait a minute. You pour in what? Three galops. Galops. What's a galop? You know, when you open up a can of syrup, you start to pour it, it goes galop, galop, galop. Modine, three of those. Parky, I'd better galop out of here. I won't have any column tomorrow. Goodbye. Well, wait a minute. You don't going to leave here without you don't sing a song for the customers, is it? Well, gee whiz, what kind of a song would you like, Parky? A love song. Who's asking you? Then how about You Belong to My Heart? Oh, that's a very beautiful song. I would like to hear that. You belong to my heart Now and forever And our love had its start Not long ago Played our love song When you said I love you Every beat of my heart Said it too Was a moment like this Do you remember And your eyes Through a kiss When they met mine Now we on a million guitars are still playing Darling, you are the song And you'll always belong to my heart what you did for me. I'm going to have the wedding right here in the restaurant and everything is going to be in the house. And if later on in your life you have a son, no matter how you do, whether you are rich or poor, your son can always come to me and get a job as a boss boy. And so ends the first episode of Meet Me at Parky's. Tune in again next Sunday night, same time, same station. Is it a date? Okay, then, meet me at Parky's.
It's Bobby and Zane tonight, Roll Road. This is the National Broadcasting Company.